0: It's Carcon Carne.
1: Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Benasta.
2: All right, it is Carcon Con Carne episode number six hundred the night of a thousand stars and from points all across the greater city and suburban map we have the diet punk band guardrail uh wait who are we missing doug no we there's so um, many of you coming from different locations hi everybody
3: yeah we just need ken
2: oh there he is i have too many windows on here okay now we're all here Guardrails here yo <laughs> Yikes, it's guardrail. Yikes. 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 Thanks That's for having fun. us. Uh last time we heard from Guardrail and car carnios was episode 453 for those of you keeping score at home. Um, I I love yikes. yikes. I, I I I love what you do. I, I love your sound. Uh I would have worn my guardrail hoodie, but it's too damn hot where I'm recording right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So understand that I'm wearing you in spirit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's an honor.
2: <laughs> um the song really. I'll figure it out one of these fucking days. I think I'm doing okay. That's really the the pandemic anthem for me.
1: Uh, yeah, dude, it, it's so crazy because those songs were all written like pre pre COVID. So it's uh, seeing how people relate to them now um, in a post or I, you know, currently COVID world is just uh, it's it's weird and it's awesome. <laughs>
2: And uh Shipwrecked is about as solid a punk anthem as you'll hear all awesome. year. Thanks, man. Oh, oh captain, my captain. Uh you guys dipped into TikTok for your first time. Are you famous yet? Uh not quite. <laughs>
1: um we got like what tw- uh like 20 followers maybe, so we're we're approaching a million slowly but surely.
2: And I mean you're known for your sweet dance moves.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll see. Angry. I think I think most of our dances our TikTok dances. We already discussed this. It's just just drink a beer while you're listening to our music. That's that's it. All that's right. all you need to do.
2: Do y'all have a ceremonial beverage as you're joining joining us tonight? Oh, there we go. Got it. I got a Bud Light. A little, a little bubbly. All right. <laughs> there you go. I'm having a diet beverage for my diet punk friends, <laughs> Guardrail. So that. I yeah. It's been several months since last we talked. How's everybody feeling? Are are you are you writing more? Are You working on more stuff? Are you what's what's on tap for guardrail?
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're slowly but surely working on a full length album. Um, got a lot of song ideas. Um, hopefully, going to be recording that later this year, and hopefully should be out early next year. We do have a single that we're going to be recording next month, and should be out over the summer. So. Is kind of a standalone single thing, so look forward to that. Um, and yeah, just a lot of writing
2: awesome. Well, I, I enjoy you guys to know, and if people want to hear your music, where should they go?
1: Everywhere, Spotify, um, and etc., et <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Spotify>, etc. <cetera. laughs>
2: All right,
1: guardrail, you're
0: they can go to Bottom Lounge on August 28th,
1: something like that. Yeah, I mean, we have some shows in the works,
2: um, for hopefully this year, hopefully, they don't get.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, tentative, very tentative, but you know, light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting there.
2: Right. We we just need little glimmers of hope, little yes. signs that, cool, so. that things are heading in the right direction. Exactly. Exactly.
1: We have some that we're hoping pan out in you know the late summer, early fall,
2: and um, yeah. Hope, well, I look forward to seeing you all in 3D as opposed to video. Yes, chat. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We're,
0: we're real humans. We don't live in the computer.
2: <laughs> I I'll need you to prove that hopefully in August happy to well. All right, Guardrail, thank you for coming on, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for being part of it. Thanks. Happy 600, man. That is thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Ooh. Thank Thanks you. For having us. Yeah. That's Guardrail, everybody. Diet Punk. Uh, Carcon Carney, sponsored by our friends at Siren Records in McHenry. I'm James Van Oslo, if you're just joining. Uh, we are on hour four, <laughs> four hours and 17 minutes, and we have a long way to go. In fact, I am thrilled. I'm ecstatic. I am elated to reconnect with this man uh jesse valenciana he is he is the king of food writing and he knows everything about food and beer and (laughs) life i mean i first came to know him uh as the man behind man or a man behind man a, a social movement like none other he's also behind feast city which is uh in his words a collective driven by chefs home cooks drink professionals producers and purveyors uh who tell the stories of food and drink through shared experiences with the goal to open minds and educate the curious and professional alike. Uh, as a food writer, the Man BQ cookbooks have been staples in my home. In fact, Jesse Valenciana, I, I sent you an email probably a couple months ago. My son is actively cooking. like He cooks all the time for the family. He, and the Man BQ cookbooks have been his go-to for that's so much. So,
4: that, that's so awesome. Uh, when I saw that, you know, it's, it's funny, the guys and I, we like, we, we talk about that stuff all the time and just how exciting it is to have other people cook our food, you know, and it felt like when the books first came out, people were either really excited, and then you had like the, I would meet guys on the road when I was working and traveling a lot, and people were like, oh, I have your book, I bet you my rib recipe is better than yours, and you're like, you're not getting it, man, it's not about that, it's about right. cooking this, like we were inspired by other people, and in turn, we wanted to inspire others. And then as like time progressed, um, it was cool, you know, getting emails like yours. People are like, hey, keep doing what you're doing, or hey, I, I tried your recipe, I added this to it, and it made it even better. But thank you. And it's like that that stuff excites me. Like, that's the whole point of of uh, doing what we did, you know. Like um, again, we were inspired by people and we wanted to show that we learned some things from others and we were hoping to teach people because we're still learning.
2: I love it. So it's, I, I just explained what Feast City is, but I'm not even sure I know what I just read.
4: <laughs> it's, you know, that's the food writer in me, just kind of <laughs> like vomited all those words. Uh-huh. No, you know, in the beginning, Feast City was was this this idea that uh, John Scholl, who's my best friend and co-author in, in one of the two MambiQ books, um, him and I had talked about doing something that was like... Uh, it was kind of like a post-Mambicu thing. Like when Mambicu started, we were very young. We were in our late 20s, uh, mid-20s. And, um, you know, it was a different time in our lives and it, and it was fun and we rode that wave. Uh, but it got to a point where, you know, I, I wanted to show people that we were more than just like these meat rock and roll guys. We're still meat rock and roll, but we also do other things. You know, my sisters are vegan, so I like cooking for, for vegans, I like cooking vegetarian food. Um, I didn't want to be pigeonholed wow. and we kind of started talking about this and I got really busy with work. I was traveling a ton for work so I couldn't do uh Mab-Q as much. And then in turn, I couldn't really launch what is now feast city. Uh, we were going to call it four star feast. And then I was like, Oh, that's such a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like I it's, it, it's funny because I'm like, I always look at Chicago flag tattoos and I'm like, Oh, you must be from somewhere else. Uh, Cause (laughs) that is the truth. (laughs) That is absolutely the truth. So, you know, like it's like calling something four star feast. People are going to be like, Oh my Lord, are these guys from like Michigan and they like live in Wrigleyville and are doing this thing, but it didn't end up happening. And then fast forward to me leaving um, the job I had where I was traveling a lot. And I was like, you know, now I've got the time to launch this, Collective, this thing that was going to be like um, I, the way I always you would appreciate this the way I always kind of like pitched Feast City was Mambi was minor threat. And I wanted Feast City to be the Fugazi of my like life in in food and drink. I get it. Yeah. And, and that's that's exactly what it what it was. And then, you know, I met with um, a friend of mine who was looking to invest in. Feast City, because we were going to do stuff that we wanted to do with MambiQ and never did with Feast City. And she said, you know, I really like what you're doing. Um, I think this is great, but the thing that I'm most interested about is doing like these Feast City sauces and, and food products. I led with all these all this other marketing stuff, and I was like, oh, and we also want to do some sauces um, that we've been making for years that were inspired by other things that we had. She goes, that's, that's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to do this, this is what I would want to invest in. And I was like, huh. And it was like, all right. So like the whole starting a whole movement was something that kind of took a backseat to what's going to be a, a food, uh, a line of food. So fee city, all those words aside, we're going to be putting out um, (laughs) sauces, uh, you know, condiments, um, just different food products that we've, we've been making for, for years. And um, you know, it was always our dream to, to launch a, a line of food but for whatever reason, it never just came to be. And now, you know, I think part of it has to do with the pandemic. Like we had that all that time on our hands. Yeah. And it's like you, you, you have nothing but time and you sit there and you try these recipes and then you tweak them, and you tweak them. And then all of a sudden you have something and then you share with people. And they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And You are like, cool. Thanks. And that cool. Thanks becomes a do you think I have something there? And people are like, mm-hmm. yes. And, uh, you know, I've always been very entrepreneurial and um, I think I do a pretty decent job of getting my friends as, as excited as I am. And uh, you find two people that want to be your business partners and there you have Feast City.
2: I love it. And yes, you do have that entrepreneurial spark. I, I, I find it inspiring.
4: Thank Just
2: you. What you did with ManBQ and what you're doing with Feast City. Uh, you pulled up the roots. You're you're no longer in Chicago.
4: Yeah. You know it, it was, it was time. Um, I had been coming down to Nashville for since before our first book came out. So almost like almost a decade, we've been coming down here and I always loved it. Um, you know, and, and it was a place that I always saw a lot of potential in. Um, but at the time of, of COVID, I had just taken, you know, I used to work for a, a very big beer company and, um, and it was amazing. Goose Island taught me everything I ever needed to know about marketing and marketing and beer. I will never take for granted what I learned there, but it was time for me to, you know, there was a ceiling and it was Mm -hmm. time for me to move on. And I ended up joining another uh, group of breweries, a a smaller group in Chicago. And it was really a dream job. And uh, the way things worked, I kind of turned them down the first time they approached me because I didn't know if I wanted to stay in beer. Um, But after taking a few months, I came back around and said, you know, I think I do want to do this. And they, happened to reach out to me and said, hey, we really want you to be this, the marketing director for the the, the breweries. And I said, fine, this is an awesome opportunity. I took the job uh, a week after I said, yes, to the job COVID became a real thing in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, they, they kept me on as long as they could. But at the end of the day, they were losing so much money. And, um, you know, these medium sized companies had to go back to being small companies. And let's face it marketing you know becomes a luxury um right. and right. what was a necessity before for a small company is not even a thought it's not even a, a reality it, it's you know uh, marketing is for companies that are rolling in dough and when you when you're small and COVID is kicking you in the head uh, the last thing you can think about is is marketing it's survival and yeah. um unfortunately i was the marketing man they went into survival mode and marketing wasn't a part of that immediate plan, but I love them. They were super great. And I was left to kind of really think about what I wanted to do. Um, and then on top of all this, I met essentially the woman of my dreams and she lives in Nashville. And I was like, okay, well, I could either be in Chicago <laughs> without the woman of my dreams, or I can be in Nashville with the woman, of my dreams. And uh, you know, like it, it just, that outweighed everything. And, I love Chicago. I'm born and raised Chicago, and I'll never forget that. But Nashville uh, is—I think it's—it's fitting me very well. I really like it down here. Um, The people are nice. The the music scene—people love music. And I I thought, you know, in Chicago, like music is such a huge huge deal. But down here, people seem to love it, you know, even more, which I never thought could be possible. But that's that's the reality here. It's really cool.
2: I you know I've I've only been to Nashville once and it was a few years ago but uh, certainly a cool place to live. I, the time I went there, it seemed like everything was under construction. Like things were being built. Like industry was just exploding everywhere I looked when yeah. I went through the town. And the you know the food scene there is great. Obviously, The music. I mean, I get it, I and mean, we miss you here, but I, I get it. It's you know
4: you, you whenever you want to come down here, you'll always have a home down here. Uh, you always have a, a buddy to walk around, listen to music, eat a bunch of food. Um, so I, I would love for you to come visit, man. It, it's it, it's so cool because there's such a rich music history down here. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's I'm in the middle of all of it. And it's cool to see the growth because being from Chicago, it's like you kind of know what to expect. Um, but one of the things that I really love about being down here is the food scene um, is still in its infancy. it's there's a lot of really cool things going on um you know chicago's very old compared to to nashville as far as food and culture um so that's where i feel like i can do something um my girlfriend and i we cook a lot and we have been cooking a lot of things and kind of almost half jokingly we're like we should start like an instagram account but we hate influencers so we're like we don't want to be like this influencer couple we just want to like share what we're doing Mm -hmm. um you know and and like we're homesick, so we want to share what we're doing, and we talked, and we came up with this thing called Homesick Together, and I started meeting people in the food world down here, and people were like, well, what are you doing out here? I'm like, I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. And they're like, well, what do you like to do? I'm like, my girlfriend and I cook a, a lot. And they're like, what kind of food do you cook? I'm like, well, I've written two books, and I cook about all this stuff, or I cook all this different stuff, and one thing led to another. We got offered to do a pop-up with like the hottest food truck down here. Um, did two pop-ups sold out of a bunch of awesome food and just started approaching people and just being friends and friendly. And people were like, Oh, you should do a pop-up here. You should do pop pop-up here. So now we've got, I've got one coming up on Saturday at a brewery called various artists. And uh, we've got one lined up for the end of May at this new um, really cool bar in another part of town. It's a place called Otto's. So, you know, It went from like this passion to this real thing and it's very very akin to what mambique was that's exactly what i was going to say i love hearing that all
2: right so uh i guess we know what's 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 untapped for you so to speak you're you're busy yeah a little busy i love it all right so my plan is one to keep track of what you're doing because it seems like you're on a roll Two, find a way to get my ass to nashville so we can hang out yes please all right, Jesse. I'm so glad we got to reconnect. It's been uh, 459 episodes since last we saw you, 559. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for doing this, and we'll, we'll definitely talk soon.
4: Dude, congratulations! Thank Keep you. killing it. Uh, I miss you, bud, and I'll see you soon. All right, later. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Amen.
2: Carcon carne episode
4: 600.
2: That is Jesse Valenciana, uh, man behind Feast City. Also, before that, one of the co-founders of Man BQ, which was a social movement like none other. Meat, beer, rock and roll. And I'm telling you, so wildly influential, my son uses their cookbooks. Uh, Carcon Carne continuing on with the band Super Kick. Hi, guys. Got to fix your mic. Oops. Oh, There we are.
5: Say Hello. Happy <laughs> 600th episode, James. Yeah, it's so good to see you.
2: Thank you. Great to see you guys, too. Uh, you know, I, I probably said this in an email. If I haven't said it I, I'm gonna make up for that right now uh, Sure Thing is one of my favorite songs Released in the past year
5: No Thank way, you. thanks Thank Jason. Oh man
2: yeah. I, it, it is a quiet, sweet song um, Who's Laura Jean Anderson? Because she's great on that
0: She was a great, so our, our manager, Richard, Richard Richard, you might be watching Um, You know, I, we We had this EP, it's kind of a long story We had this EP that was cooking um, And we were on tour last March March 2020 And we had the CP that we were going to tour in May, and it was this whole thing up through Minnesota and blah 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 blah. But obviously that got canceled. So then the EP got kind of no way, not put on the back burner, but just like maybe it's not the right time. So we had kind of this extra time, and I put this song together that was kind of because the the rest of the record is very like standard, (laughs) insane, psycho, whatever
5: volume
2: level. It goes way
0: down on sure thing.
2: One hundred percent. (laughs)
0: But I think that's kind of, you know, it's stretched into the seven song whatever thing. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm thank you very much for for being so kind. I think it really came out well. I think it really does. Tom's kind of joking, but it kind of does make that flow of the record so good. Um, And it really kind of came into its own of like very cool. So so, yeah, to answer your question, our our manager, Richard, just hooked us up because I had the song that was kind of, you know, the whole song is kind of a two-person, mm-hmm. you know, the first chorus is from one perspective, the second chorus from the other. And it didn't really make sense for me to sing both sides and, and whatever. So he could. Um I've heard he it. he thank you. He um you know said, I got this great, you know, I know this girl that that would be perfect. And she has that great like smoky voice that that you know melds so well with mine, which I think is very like, you know, not normally, but like for that song it was very kind of not reserved, but just smooth and, and low. So yeah, it, it really came together really well. Um, and I'm super glad that we did it. I'm super glad it, it, it comes across so well. Thank you for, thanks for spinning and listening.
5: It was totally oh, yeah. like a separate thing. Like, you know, like a, a pandemic, like everybody's doing Zoom calls and stuff. We have never met. We have never met. Yeah, but she was super like, cool. Like you know,
0: I just assumed
2: she was like a friend of yours or so, like someone from a local band I hadn't heard of before. No, she's
0: she's doing her. Own. I think she's from Seattle originally. I mean, we're friends now, but yeah, at the time, no, she was from Seattle. She had just moved to LA, and, and Richard knew through I don't know some promoter, some promoter or some I don't know somebody like that. And she was super down, and I don't know. I think she did a great job. So she definitely carries the song. I'll be the first to admit, but. You know, I, I think collaborators.
2: <laughs> I, I think it absolutely shows growth, and it's funny. I was just as we're talking. I'm looking at. I, I do the local music show on WKQX. It's called Demo Three One Two. I sometimes I don't pay attention week to week what I'm playing. I'm looking at my playlist. I played Sure Thing on January 10th, January 17th. I really like this song. Um, February 21st. April eleventh. <laughs> Thank you. And April twenty fifth. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a radio song to me. Mm-hmm.
5: That's extremely kind of you to say. It's a radio song to us too. Well, <laughs> agreed.
0: You know, I like to do that kind of stuff in my downtime or whatever, but it's never been like a super kick thing to do. Kind of a more like we have more mellow songs, but they're usually like the twelfth track at the end and whatever. So, so yeah, it was it was a different experience to have it be so like front and center, but I'm, I'm super glad that you, that you dig it so much and you've been spinning it. That's super let, cool.
2: Let's be clear, it's no Jock Jam 97, which is your teen spirit. Yes,
0: I mean, that's a little more uh, up-tempo, you might say. Uh, yeah, so it rocks. You know, and the only thing that we've really been kind of working on in quarantine, not the only thing, but is trying to figure out how to incorporate your thing into, like, the full band set list thing because it's oh, you can
2: figure it Yeah drop,
0: but I think we got it. I mean, I think we've been practicing quite a
5: bit. So. We've done it before. Yeah. yeah. We did an acoustic set not too long ago, and it fit in That's pretty really well. It, it felt very natural. It's it's a great, like, breakup of the set list, you know, just because it's like, um I don't know, a variant of our act our regular style, but we're very comfortable moving in a bunch of different directions. So yeah, we've been kind of, like, experimenting and writing new stuff yeah, and I think just trying to it off.
0: I guess is what I mean, like. We Wait. branched out a little bit, and it's like, oh, maybe we can do something
2: like this. I, I just can, for the people who are watching on YouTube or Facebook, can you show the Superkick merch?
6: <laughs> oh yeah, I have it
0: on right now. <laughs> this is, yeah,
2: this is fucking great. Good, oh, and then Tom,
5: let's pull this one down. Oh, there's more. There's more, everybody. It's a
0: quarantine special. I would say they're on back order. <laughs> Custom. Um, yeah, me and my girlfriend made these. Made with love. So you know
2: well, what am I looking at?
0: It says Superkick. So uh, this is a long. Sort of inside joke, but um, the Japanese are really into professional wrestling. So this is they have the super kick, but this is what it super kick
5: says.
2: So that's uh, amazing.
5: Blue, blue t shirt, bleach tie-dye, and then paint, uh, per it, It's like professional it, merchandise made by us, professional music made by us, content, interviews. <laughs> We do it all. Yeah,
2: the, <laughs> the, the, Jesus. That shirt is like Google Translate in t-shirt form.
0: No, it's not, I purposely decided, like, I knew, I tried to translate it, but I knew, I literally had to, like, go to the website, of um, um, New Japan Wrestling, and I looked it up, and they, it was, <laughs> I made sure it was official, because I knew that there would be some Google Translate shit in there that wouldn't pay off. <laughs>
2: That's fantastic. All right. So super kick. I, I look forward to seeing you in person. Uh, I look forward to seeing you. how sure thing has worked into your fully plugged set when we sure. emerge, emerge from this collective fog we're under. Uh, but I enjoy your band and I really appreciate you, you chiming in for the episode. Thank you, very much. Of course.
0: thank you so much for having us. I mean, you're you're really holding it down <laughs> for four and a half hours and longer. So congrats. <laughs> also, 600 is a hell of a run so far. So thank you. Way to go. Skies for- All
2: right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. That's super kick on carcon carne episode 600 the night of a thousand stars starting to wind down but we we can't go off into the sunset without talking to david Drage- drageous of outrageous uh do you always wear a blazer for professional appearances
3: yeah i only dress up for rock and roll you know i um i mean i my my day jobs work from home so i usually uh Here's actually, I got a haircut just for you. This is what I looked like earlier today.
2: <laughs> I, I see the difference. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like I just got called into HR and I'm about to lose my job.
3: I'm going really, to really, I'm actually trying to sell you a used Pontiac. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't, what kind of financing do you offer?
3: You know, in Rocktober, we offer 0% APR, but you have to wait till then.
2: <laughs> that's my favorite month of the year that's my favorite time of the year outrageous uh episode 203 that was the um landmark perform inside a car on a dealership floor <laughs> episode and for that alone you will forever be known by me as a wonderful sport um you showed up and you brought the rock to a stationary vehicle in the heart of a dealership that wasn't really sure what was going on it was wonderful it was glorious I uh, and you They gave us some really cool pens too. You remember that? I I do remember the pens. (laughs) That's how they get you. First, they give you a pen. Next thing, you're you're driving off in a thirty thousand dollar car. That's how that works.
3: That's right. That's right. Uh,
2: But uh, seeing you on stage, and we miss seeing you on stage. uh, You're a man who whose sheer charisma could shift our planets out of orbit. Uh, You you you're all charisma on stage, all smiles. Uh, I cannot wait to see you play live again. You did a live stream um during the pandemic a zoom just a conversation i i I think that's still going on that was that was a long long chat you guys did talking about (laughs) yeah
3: we tried it out um you know it, it was it was fun it was fun to do uh we released um our Folsom prison punk rock cover um which you know i i always joke um that we're a country and a western band even though we're obviously Neither. Um, so that's it's kind of fun when we play that. And uh I appreciate you playing it on your show. That was super cool. Um and you know, I it it was just kind of fun as a fan of music to that we actually had, you know, Dave Rowe was nice enough to play on it, you know. That was Johnny Cash's bassist and he he was extra cool because we didn't just say, Hey, here's the bass line. Like, we actually had our bassist write a slightly different line for his song and then had him also play stand up bass on it. And so, not a lot of people would do that, right? You know, so like, there's truly no ego there. That was really cool of him. So, we have two basses on that one. Uh, The,
2: the stand up bass is one of the coolest instruments in, in rock and roll.
3: It was, yeah, I mean, and, and, when, how else are you going to get to work with that? You know, you gotta, you gotta bring in the big guns. So
2: (laughs) that was it for sure. So uh, how's your pandemic been? Have you, have you had a good pandemic?
3: You know, I've had a good pandemic personally. Um, as good as, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not missing anybody at the, at the dinner table. You know, I'm not like, I'm, I'm thankful for that kind of stuff obviously. Um, and then, uh, you know, just a lot has gone on. I bought a house now in Dyer, so I'm I'm still I'm 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 400 feet from the border. So don't give me too much grief about Indiana. I uh, you know I am I'm, I'm settling into being I guess a little bit part time Hoosier. But uh, you know it's been fun. As far as outrageous goes, the thing I'm most excited about. I've got the studio in the basement. I've nice. been jamming on it. I hey. you know my day job. Um, I'm a software engineer. I actually work for NASA now. That's another new thing that happened.
2: Wait, so, wait, wait for real
3: for actually. Yeah. JPL in uh, California. Um, the, Dude, people I, do the Mars stuff that I, I,
2: I don't want to, I don't want to talk on a turn. Forget the music stuff.
3: <laughs> um, that's a fairly new job, but I mean, I, I can't talk too much about it. Obviously a lot of details, but it is, it is cool. Um, you're the coolest guest
2: we've had all night. I've been on for like, <laughs> almost five hours. You're the coolest way to, wait to get this. This is great.
3: Oh, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite the, the, the geeky nerd, you know. Outside of, I mean, I, I did, I know like ten or eleven computer languages, how to program them. I've, I don't know. I could tell you a story about how I wrote a calculator virus when I was in high school. Like, I, I have, you know, I'm the residential geek of the of the band, I guess, world. Um, so
2: hey, I, you're, you're like a comic book supervillain. That's like the origin story. <laughs> like in high school, the anti-social kid who rewires kids calculators to do nefarious things. That That's the, that's how like Dr. Savannah started in Shazam. I think.
3: It, yeah. The only thing separating me is I don't, I, um, I do own a Cape, but I keep it in the closet. So if I start wearing a Cape at shows, you'll know. That's actually how I, when I, when I was, I started out, I mean, I've always been a guitar player or whatever, but <laughs> I, I couldn't find a band. I, I told you a story on our other episode, so I don't want to like go into it too, too much necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find people who wanted to play with me for a long time. So, like, I mean, anybody even watching, like it's, it's not always like easy to find those people, you know. And so I just joined a metal band and I was a bass player in a metal band for like a year and a half just because, you know, mm-hmm. why the hell not? And that was my getup. I wore a cape. I didn't have the suit. I wore the dress shirt and the cape because if the guitar strap actually gives me rug burn because I move around so much. <laughs> you do. So that's why I always like, and it's lame to have a collared shirt on, I think a little bit like I'm a punk rock guy. So I, I need to make sure that my tie doesn't fit quite right, that my shirt's a little stained. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of gives that. I don't want to, I want to sell you used cars, not new cars, you know, kind of a feel. But, but yeah, the, the, the NASA thing, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at something called Service Now and um it's worked out well for me and and now I'm uh I'm I'm leading my own little technical team over there. So it's it's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> I love it. And talking to you reinforces the fact that I have no marketable skills outside of broadcasting. <laughs> Not the way I wanted to end this 5-hour broadcast feeling as though I've accomplished nothing in life. But good for you.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I have a, um, I was, I wanted to see, you know, what, what, obviously what you want to talk about, but I had a story I wanted to share. I was thinking about earlier today and I I thought this would be a cool thing to share, especially episode 600. It's, you know, you're the Chicago, Chicago legend, JVO, you know, so I, the other, some of the other Chicago legends, obviously, and I, you know, you don't want to, you gotta, you don't want to. Boosting name is Ego too, too much, but I think it's 100% true. Lucky Boy's Confusion, right? They are they are a big deal. I want yeah. to give them a shout-out, and I want to tell a little story about how cool they've been to us.
2: Oh, please. Please do. You know, Kastube was on earlier tonight.
3: Oh, well, perfect. Okay. Um, so, I was out getting my haircut. <laughs> so, you know, first time we met them, we were opening for them in Valparaiso at a place called Big Shots. Doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't bring a backup guitar and my guitar didn't work. So Adam just let me use one of his guitars. Never met me before. We weren't friends. He just was like, "I'm going to help the opening band out. Go ahead and use it." I don't know who else would do that. And then Yeah. I mean that's cool. And then and then Snooby, he goes out and, you know, I joined a fantasy football league of his. It was like a Lucky Boys fan fantasy football league, you know, cuz he's obviously a, a huge bears fan, huge football fan. And I am too. I mean, I I my proudest achievement in life is probably owning fuckthepackers.com. Like That's, that's right. I forgot game. you own that. Yeah, that's it goes right to our music and and I love that and and I'll always I'll always love that. Um
2: fuckthepackers.com. Anyway, if you fuck want the to learn the the more Packers. about outrageous fuckthepackers.com. <laughs> that's amazing. That is so, just Domain squatting at its finest. <laughs> I, it's the best fifteen dollars I spend a
3: year. So anyway, to get to, to get to my story, anyway, so so Stuby, I'm I'm in there and I'm like, hey, can we? Can you play? You know, can you sing on one of our songs? They'd be so great if you sang on one of our songs. You know, and and he, he said, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. I you know, whatever. Like he's he's a nice guy, and I just keep I keep texting him and text because he gave, he made the mistake of giving me his phone number, right? So I keep texting him like. Hey, can you, and I couldn't, I didn't know what to have him sing on, right? I wanted, to, I didn't want him to have to like write lyrics. I didn't want, if it's an original song, then you're more tied to what the lyrical content is if you're mm-hmm. singing it. So I just thought, you know what? We're, we we covered Dayman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And Dayman, you know, Dayman, ah, like there's that ah part. And I'm like, I can't hit that. I, and not At least not in the way I want, right? So I'm like, I know this is stupid, but can you come to a studio and just go, ah, a bunch of times? <laughs> and so he calls me. Finally, it, I guess he was bored one Friday, you know, and he's like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll be ready in an hour. And I, I'm a Burbs kid. I don't live in the city. So at the time, I'm living in Homewood, you know, and so... Like, all right, I got to drive to the city, and I got to find a studio, <laughs> and I got, like, an hour. And luckily, I made some calls, Mystery Street Recording, you know, we, we get to go in there. I pick him up. I think he was at a bar. We pick him up, and he goes in there, and he's now he's looking at me, and he's like, so coach me. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, you're Stoobie. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm the producer of this song, but come on. Like, I don't know. I don't have the confidence to give you advice on how to sing better. Like that's ridiculous. But I tried my best and he did his thing. And then just at the end, he goes, all right, I've got an idea. And I can only do it one time because I'm going to throw my voice out when I do it. And I'm like, okay. And he just, it was, it was studio magic. He just went in there and he belted out this like amazing like bridge kind of ending thing. Like it, the song is just seven choruses in a row, so it's right. hard. But it, it and it it just like that's our number one song right now on Spotify. I it. I like,
2: totally believe it.
3: That's like we we've actually hit record numbers this week, and it's because that song is landing on Spotify playlists and stuff. And like it was cool before he got involved, but it wasn't as cool. It wasn't nearly. Right like he so just a huge shout out like to them and i i don't know like i there's not like a lot i'm ever gonna be able to do to help them out you know what i'm saying so i wanted to say a nice feel-good story just as my own appreciation just for they've been cool to us for like several years now and that's just not something that you you see so i i shout out to them appreciate them and uh, wanted, to, wanted to get that on the air.
2: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Outrageous. We can hear your stuff on Spotify. We can hear your version of Dayman. That's right. Uh, what's next? Is there, more, is there more stuff coming?
3: There is some more stuff coming. Um, we have a couple songs that are finished. We're working on artwork. Actually, the song I sang on your last show is going to be the next song that comes out. It's called We'll Fight the Fight. It's our ballad. We got the saxophone player from my right. favorite band, George Thurgood, on there. Nice. Leach. And he's super cool, too. I feel like all he do is drop name drop and I'm sorry, but that is he added a lot to that song so that's 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 my <laughs> that's my mom's favorite song. I feel like that's the that's the you know, all right I scream a lot into a microphone, but I sing here you know kind of a song where it, it's it's good um and then we've got engage coming out that is our hey veterans, we really care about you, please you know we're here for you kind of, it's a more meaningful time. You know what I mean? Kind of a song that there's a lot of, a lot of suicides and stuff. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of our, we wrote that with a veteran friend of ours. We, you know, always when we play that live, we, we always try to say, Hey, make some veteran friends, you know, reach out, talk to these people. Like they're, they're awesome. And they're, we really appreciate them. And that's all it takes. Sometimes it's just to, they just need to know somebody gives a shit once in a while. So that's That's our message with that. And that's coming out and you know i'm just having a ton of fun in the basement so there's going to be a lot more a lot quicker after i feel I, i'm going to learn quickly i think what i'm doing down there i hope so
2: <laughs> awesome all right david thank you for being part of episode 600 great to thanks, see you na- put, put on a t-shirt for fuck's sake it, it's 1021 <laughs> it at night feel
3: better. i'm wearing sweatpants
2: <laughs> okay i feel a little bit better all right. Great seeing you. Uh, we'll look Thank forward you. to new music. Thank you, David Drageous of Outrageous. It is Carcun Carne episode 600. I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel as we're approaching the five hour mar- mark. Uh, joined by, is it just Mickey from Till Morning?
6: Uh, yeah, it's just me. The other dudes are in Arizona.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The, the The Parkers of Till Morning are MIA, uh, which is fine. Yeah, they ditch me. I can think of no better way to close the, the guest list, the guest roster, than Mickey of till morning making his second appearance. This is like, if you, if you're familiar with live aid and the way that played out in the 1980s, Phil Collins played in London, then jumped on the Concord <coughs> and played in Washington, DC. That's yeah. like you tonight. You were here with blood people earlier. And now you're at the, to close the show, you're here representing till morning. You're the, yeah, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all over the place. And Phil Collins played drums yes this is crazy you are the phil collins of Carcon carne i I hope so uh so since the parkers aren't here what's going on until morning
6: uh we're working on a lot of new music uh that's pretty much what has kept us going through all of this uh i mean we got a lot of we got some music videos under our belt that we're just figuring out when we're gonna release and how we're gonna release it if it's going to coincide with doing an EP or an album or we don't know.
2: Uh, okay. Sounds like a, still sounds like a big fat hit to me.
6: Yeah. And we got, we got more of those.
2: I bet, yeah. I bet. a lot of melody coming out of, uh, out of, <coughs> yeah, th- those, yeah, it's,
6: it's nice to be behind those guys while they're playing.
2: Yeah, I bet. I bet. And I saw you play with till morning. It was the mess show, right?
6: Yeah, that was like my second show at the band something
2: like that. Before the world broke? That was like January of 2020?
6: Yeah. I mean, I literally joined the band at the beginning of 2020, so there was a good like three months before the world shut down.
2: Right, and I, I caught you in that brief window.
6: Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, since then we've just been writing and recording.
2: Love it. All right, we'll keep looking for new Till Morning Music. Mickey, thank you for uh, bookending or, or being a part of the show twice. Yeah. Tonight.
6: I even sat in my car for this one.
2: Well, I I appreciate that. Uh, Always good to see you. I hope we stay in touch. All right, I'm going to wrap things up, but thank you for joining yet again, and say hi to the Parkers for me. Absolutely. All right, have a good night. That's Mickey from Till Morning, also Mickey from Blood People. I'm going to bring producer Giorgio back on, if he doesn't mind. Not at all. Uh, There's a part of me that kind of wants to stretch this out for another seven minutes, just to say it was five hours long. I don't know if I have another seven minutes in me. I mean, I got one minute. Hold on. Are you going to bring the dog back? Uh, there it is. Uh, I want to thank Giorgio publicly, who really helped out for no no reward other than just a way to kill a knight. So true. thank you, Giorgio. I had nothing true. better to do. So uh, <laughs> That was fun. Thank you for your help. That was awesome. And, you know, congrats. I can't believe you did this for
0: five hours either. Seamlessly.
2: I don't know about seamlessly. It, well, it gets a little, it gets a little hairy when people don't show up. It's like yeah, that's true. I, I have no content. It's not like I have show prep prepared. It's not like a radio show. Well, let's talk about this news story. It's I, I've got nothing. I, I don't know where to go now. But more or less, it, it worked out. And I want to thank all the people who showed up tonight. And it was probably like twenty five, twenty four, twenty five different guests. So that was awesome. Uh, all right, Georgie, I'm going to send you on your way. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for watching and for listening if you if you watch for any part of this five hours. Uh, greatly appreciated. Carcun Carne continues again tomorrow night, episode 601 with Mike Vanderbilt. And at some point it will return to the car and we'll keep doing shows just like this, streamed. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for if you listened or watched it all over the past seven years. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, and hope you'll be there for the next 600. Thanks again for watching. I need to go to sleep. Thank you.